Welcome back to Beyond 46. My name is Katie Solomon. I am the executive director for THON 2021 and your host this year for our podcast. Beyond 46, again, is really just an opportunity to learn more about THON, talk about what's going on, and see how we are an organization that operates and executes different things pertaining to our mission that go beyond the 46-hour event that we hold every February. So today's episode, we are going to be talking about THON's diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts, as well as kind of some some things that got us to this point in our efforts. And today I have with me Cass Ned and Connor Barber. So I'll turn it over for some introductions quickly to, to get to know more about our guests today. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Cass. I am a senior um, studying biology. Uh, I am this year's talent coordinator on entertainment. And this is my third year involved in THON, and I'm really excited to be here. Hey, I'm uh, Connor Barber. I'm the communications director this year. I'm a senior. Uh, previously, I was a communications captain for two years, and also outside of THON, I'm also involved in line ambassadors at Penn State. And yeah, I'm excited to be here today. All right. Thank you both so much for being here today. Really happy to have you on the podcast. This is our second episode, so getting in here early. It's uh September 12th today as we're recording and there's lots going on. So maybe if you wanted to just share a little bit about what you're currently working on or what's going on in the THON community before we get into things, I think it'll be good to, to give a little update here. Yeah, definitely. So obviously things are looking a little bit different, but THON is up and running for sure. Uh, you know, the fall fundraising windows open, so organizations are starting to really uh, get after it in that area. Uh, committee member applications are currently open whenever we're recording this. Um, so, you know, although you know, there definitely is some some challenges. Uh, we're up and running and just excited for the year to get started. Yeah, um, that's super exciting. Um, I'm really excited to see like what committee members um, decide to apply for and how the year looks like. Um, just on my end, I've been working with a lot of my co-captains on planning the 5K and the virtual live stream. Um, and what that's going to look like. We have a lot of really cool ideas in place right now of how to bring the like the hype and the performance to everyone at home, even though we can't do everything in person like we usually do. Um, and now we're also trying to brainstorm ideas for 100 days. Um, so it's really exciting to just like have a more creative aspect on uh, the events this year, just because everything's really kind of starting from the ground up. Yeah, that's awesome. I think we talked a lot about in the first episode, the fact that we're really learning how to adapt and be more creative and try new things in ways that we've never done before. So I'm excited to see, like you said, Cass, what committee members are applying for and what energy and creativity they're able to bring to the table and then giving them the outlet to to be part of THON and explore our mission. I think it's going to be a, a really good year no matter what happens. Cass, you mentioned uh, you're working on 100 days. Could you share a little bit more with the audience what you're talking about there? Yeah, so THON has a celebration every year that is 100 days till THON, um, in which usually it looks like a large celebration in the hub where there's performances and food, and we do a large picture on Hub Lawn um, encompassing like a special word that we feel like I don't want to say encompassing again, but I feel like that's a that's a good word. Um, like how we feel about the year. Um, so it's just going to look a lot different this year just because we can't have as many people together. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why we're trying to really brainstorm like new ideas and new ways to just like have people excited for 
the double digits of coming down to Thon weekend, but still like being in our own homes and like celebrating with just our roommates or just the people around us. Awesome. Yeah, we're coming up quick to 100 days. And then from there, it feels like time just gets away from us every year. So I'm excited to see what we're able to do and celebrate on that day as we really hunker down and get ready for the last 99 days till the the big event. Yeah, something really cool coming up is that the fact that committee member applications are open. We really, really hope that everyone at Penn State feels like they are able to join THON and participate in the organization that has changed, I think, most of the people on this podcast today's lives, um, most people listening as well. So with everything going on, there's obviously, you know, the acknowledgement that THON has been a predominantly white organization for far too long, and we've really been challenged to do and be better. And I think, you know, now is the time to really make sure that we're listening and we're taking the time to recognize where our faults are and, and how we can make this organization a more welcoming space for anyone that wants to participate, because it does ultimately provide opportunities and outlets that, you know, everyone deserves to have if, if they wish to, to do so. So I'm interested to hear kind of about, you know, what's going on with, with your with your lives and, and what's going on with THON from your perspective. I think we can uh, definitely dive into a lot of, of where we've come and, and where we're hoping to go from here. Yeah, it's a great point. Um, it's been really interesting uh, sending out our, like the organization feedback form that we, we sent out to kind of get you know, different experiences and perspectives from uh, other volunteers in the past to see, you know, kind of how Thon has, you know, treated them. Um, and that's really been eye-opening, at least for myself personally. I think most of us, uh, you know, the experience that I've had in Thon has been predominantly positive. Uh, however, like you kind of said, that's not really the case for everybody. And, you know, seeing that was uh, difficult at first. However, it really uh, brought to light some of the issues that really are deeply rooted within the org and uh, that need to be addressed. So, um that was a big first step, I think, for us as a whole. Um, it's just, you know, being made aware to those issues that we do currently have. Yeah, it's hard to break down something that you love so much, especially something that you've put so much hard work into. I know that I had a lot of trouble um, in recent months, like just kind of realizing that some of the things that have happened in the past of my thought experience, like, aren't necessarily okay. And that like that needs to be changed and talking about that and like specifically addressing what happened and why that's wrong is the first step into making change within this organization. Um, and that obviously was very much so perpetuated by like the the state of the union is what I've been calling it. Um, the just like what's been happening nationally um, and despite it being very new for a lot of people, um, for me and for a lot of others, this is just like our everyday life um, that now other people are able to see in the news. Um, So it's hard to walk that line of honestly like performative activism among like the people I surround myself with and just like making sure that like there's actual change being happening. Um, So that was kind of difficult, um, having those conversations and trying to start making those changes within THON. But I think that we are getting to a really good place in which that um, change like will happen. It's not going to happen immediately. 
this is obviously just like what we're going to talk about is framework that will start now but will never end it will always keep changing and evolving and change can't happen overnight um especially in a diversity equity and inclusion sense um so this is just like one step of a thousand in my opinion yeah definitely i think whenever um you know kind of like some of the injustices within Thon were brought to light. The initial reaction was that we needed to uh, address it immediately. Um, however, taking that step back and being able to uh, look at things in a bigger picture and, and start to come up with possible uh, actions that we can implement into our organization and um, you know, actually thinking through that and working with a lot of different individuals and getting a lot of different perspectives was really important. Um, although maybe you know, it would have been great to have something out right away that really wouldn't have been as uh, probably as productive as, as we've been able to instead take a step back and um, really think through the actions that we want to we want to take uh, to start off. And so I'm very thankful that, you know, we've been able to have a lot of people uh, help out with this and really uh, give their feedback and their opinions, um, because, you know, I think I think we can all agree that, you know, we don't represent the rep- the views of every single student um, and it's really impossible to but to get as many uh, hands on deck I think is really important here yeah um, just going off of that I'm also really glad that we're able to get a push from outside the Thon community um, despite a lot of the honestly terrible things that we saw on social media about people's experiences within Thon I think that's what gave us like the kind of kick in our butt to be like okay this really isn't okay and it's easy to honestly ignore something that you don't see is right in front of you um, when no one's talking about their experience or it's not like a rumor that's going around. How are we supposed to change it almost? I feel like that's how a lot of people um, view it. Um, but being able to read people's experiences and like hearing like what they had to go through is just the push that we needed to be like, okay, things need to change and like we have to start it now, not just for like the people who experienced that, but for the people who we want to be involved in Thon um, for years to come, because honestly, no one wants to be a part of an organization in which that happens to people. Yeah, to your point, like it definitely is unfortunate that this is what it took for us to, you know, take these steps in the right direction. Um, but like you kind of said, I am thankful that, you know, we were able to get those perspectives in and hear the stories of, of other people. And, uh, you know, fortunate that we are in the position where we can hopefully make these changes for those who, um, you know, aren't in the role where they, you know, feel as though they've been uh, treated well in the org. Yeah. Um, Do you want to, like, talk about what's kind of different with the committee member applications this year? Yeah, definitely. Um, That is one of the areas that we really felt we needed to address was the committee member application and just experience as a whole. Uh, You know, through different stories, we're made aware of, like, some barriers to entry that did exist uh, to being a committee member um, that really we kind of didn't really see before. Um, this includes like different financial and time commitment responsibilities that uh, were kind of unrealistic. Um, but starting off with like the application itself, uh, we decided to get rid of you know asking exactly like what someone's GPA is or asking for a resume. Instead, just asking you know are they eligible to participate in student activities? Um, we don't want anybody thinking that their GPA reflects their ability to be a THON volunteer. Mm-hmm. Um, additionally, you know, taking off uh, references needed or any questions that require any prior uh, knowledge to THON, um, taking that off of the application for first-year students just because 
you know, you join Thon to learn more about it. And, you know, that's where your passion kind of comes from. You're not expected to, you know, be passionate about Thon whenever you first join. That'd be kind of uh, unrealistic. Um, then within like the meeting place itself, we, we wanted to kind of make sure um, that, you know, students are still able to be students and that, you know, they're not having long meetings that go late into the night. Um, so we want to make sure that the meetings are, are only like two hours max a week. Um, shouldn't be any longer than that. There really, you know, is no reason for that. Uh, we understand that students have obligations as a student and as well as a lot of people do work as well. And so um, we don't want to ask too much of them. Um, so really making sure that, you know, their personal health and academics are always coming first. Um, and yeah, uh, additionally, like financially, like I kind of talked about, um, making sure that any merchandise really is just uh, the Thon Weekend shirt that you have to buy is the only merch that you're required. Um, additionally, in any retreats or bonding activities, uh, making sure that, um, you know, they're not asked to spend an absurd amount of money on those, um, capping it at $20 per semester just to uh, make sure all students feel as though they're able to uh, participate and enjoy all of the fun experiences you have as a committee member. Um, and even if that isn't, you know, doable for a student, making sure that there is a fund that uh, can help any student cover that so that they also, you know, don't feel left out if they can't, you know, afford the shirt or, you know, go on, go bowling or whatever it may be. Um, yeah. So I think those are like some areas that we felt uh, could be addressed in the committee member application and, you know, experience as a whole. Yeah. I like what you said about um, having committee members, like they're not supposed to know everything about Thon going in in their first year. I know that I was a captain with a committee last year and I remember interviewing people and thinking like oh like they just don't really have a great understanding of like what Thon is and what it represents but I didn't realize that at that time that it was my job to like ignite that like excitement in them for Thon and like educate them on like what Thon is and like how great it is and like how they can find a place in it and that's a real shortcoming that I have reflected upon because I don't think that a lot of CWCs realized that we we always looked for someone who like knew what was going on but like it's our job to to foster that relationship with Thon and like educate our CMs um, and now with a lot of the changes that we are em implementing I think that that's something really important and the fact that we're making that change in the application process too um, makes it even better because now we can have such a, a more diverse and wide range of people in our committees um, that just have different perspectives and different experiences within their life. Um, I know a really big thing that I, me and my co-captain Emily talked about last year was um, unity and diversity. We thought that we we're stronger um, with our differences together um, because we can bring different parts of all of our lives and make something really amazing. And I think that that's something that Thon is trying to do this year as a whole. So I think it's really exciting. Thanks for sharing those updates. It's really important that we're taking a step back and evaluating the committee member experience from a holistic perspective. There's so much about it that just seems to happen without much conscious thought or effort. So I'm, I'm excited to see how some of these things pan out and hopefully make people feel more welcomed. I mean, we've definitely had our fair share of problematic experiences and I, I think we alluded to some of those earlier and I think it would be good if we could dive into you know what our past looks like and how we're going to really learn from that and shape the organization moving forward um yeah so I 
just listening to you talk, I was reminded of something that I saw on Instagram when people were frankly calling out Thon for a lot of the things that were happening. Um, and the one thing that sticks out to me is uh, the committee member on the DR committee, they went on their retreat and someone said the N-word in front of everyone, including their captain, and no one said anything, especially their captain said absolutely nothing. And I can't even imagine what I would have done if that was me. I don't think I would be sitting here talking on this podcast today if that happened to me and my captain didn't say anything. Um, and it's just frankly unacceptable. I can't believe that that even happened. And there's so many more than that. There's even my own experiences with people like coming up and like touching my hair without asking. Like no one should do that. Like why would you think that you can just like touch me without asking? Like I'm a person too. And people don't realize that that's wrong, but there's also a problem in which people don't realize that's wrong. Like you have to respect people's personal space and like we're all human. So I think that there's needs to be well there is now a way to report these things um to like the highest leadership within thon and the university which we'd never had before but i think will be very useful now yeah i think yeah so we like you kind of said there we have implemented uh anonymous reporting form available on our website then and that will be shared with all committee members uh and captains and directors essentially um That'll basically make sure that any student that feels as though they've been treated poorly within the organization have an outlet to report this. Um, and, you know, if they're willing to, you know, say their name, we're able to then sit down and have a conversation with them uh, about the situation that did occur. Um, and we now also have means of removing volunteers from the organization. Uh, and this isn't something we're going to take lightly. Um, you know, we don't want students enga engaging in THON activities if, they, you know, they're not... Uh, creating a welcoming environment for all of our students. Um, so yeah, like I said, we do have this new form that uh, can initiate a conduct review with potential dismissal of volunteers. Um, and that'll be then looked over by our advisor, um, Katie and myself. Um, additionally, if it you know uh, goes into anything that is also against the Penn State Code of Conduct, um, Penn State uh, administration will also be part of that process. Uh, so reports additionally can always be made to, you know, captains or directors via email or phone call or just in a meeting in person as well. Um, but yeah, it's also really important too. I think that, uh, our captains and directors are being made aware of, uh, a lot of like the microaggressions, maybe like unconscious biases and, um, injustices that they, you know, might have experienced in the past or, you know, um, could possibly see in the future. Uh, so we're also implementing mandatory trainings for, uh, the executive committee and captains to make sure that, um, you know, they're aware of everything that is going on and they're, they're, you know, ready to address these issues as they may come up. Um, you know, it's, it'd be foolish to think that all these issues are just going to disappear. Um, cause they're not, but it's important that we're able to, uh, stand up and say something whenever they do come up. Um, because that's the only way that we can, you know, start to take the steps in the right direction to get rid of them. And not only just like microaggressions, I know there's also instances of, um, just like random use of African-American vernacular English. Um, so that is language that frankly should not be used in our everyday lives. Um, it's, I know it's hard because a lot of that 
those words and that language is um, inherent in our culture, especially as a generation. It was something that was often used like on YouTube when we were like 13 and you see like people like saying like ratchet and ghetto and it's supposed to be like fun, but it's not something that can continue to be used and taken lightly. And I'm glad that that we're going to be doing the training for the directors and captains. So that can also be um, taught to everyone. Cause that's something that I think is slowly being brought to people's attention, especially of our age group. And it's needs to be addressed because it does, it does still like hurt just because even if people don't realize what they're saying. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think too, it's really important that, you know, like you kind of said, we are starting to like learn more and more uh, as like, you know, especially as this summer has gone on, but as you know, we continue, we will continue to. Um, and something else that we want to implement is uh, we want to call it the Thon Community Roundtable, um, which essentially is going to be a platform uh, for like some small group conversation about, you know, our efforts um, and, you know, continuing to develop both this document as well as, um, you know, that roundtable will kind of be the next steps for us uh, and what that might look like, different topics that we want to have addressed in those. Um, it's going to be an opportunity for people to um, have the conversations with us if they feel comfortable. Um, however, we also want to provide an alter alternative option uh, to submit any concerns or ideas as the year continues with an anonymous option to participate as well. Because um, we know that not everybody is, you know, comfortable uh, talking about different topics. However, it is still important for us to uh, be made aware of everything that is going on. One thing that we've really, that we have really acknowledged is the fact that a lot of people come into the Thon community and feel uncomfortable and unwelcomed. And it's not somewhere that they want to like stay and have conversations in. And we are definitely not asking for people to come into our space and tell us what we're doing wrong. We want to put ourselves in in our quote unquote uncomfortable spaces um, and put ourselves into other people's meetings and other people's office spaces and have conversations in which from their perspective, what we could be doing better um, because it's just, we're not gonna have people like just come to us and tell us what's wrong. That's not the point of this. Um, we're not going to get anywhere doing that. Um, we need to put ourselves into those spaces also. And that's something that will be happening this year. And a lot of probably difficult conversations will be had on what needs to change us with our relationships with other people and organizations within the Penn State community. Yeah, I think additionally, something that we uh, want to do this year in working with other organizations as well um, is you know, have Thon better represent the entire Thon, or the entire Penn State community, um, and working with more members of the Penn State community. Um, so, you know, learning more about other organizations and their mission and their efforts uh, before asking them to do the same for us. Um, so, you know, identifying ways that we can kind of collaborate with one another on different events or, or initiatives, or you know, trying to really um, be more well-rounded as a university-affiliated organization, um, and just offering more means of, of support of other uh, communities at Penn State, I think is, is a nice step in the right direction for us as well. Yeah, we want to be held accountable this year and years to come. Um, Connor, I think you mentioned this or maybe you didn't, but like the action plan is 
will be constantly changing. Um, it's a dynamic document in which as soon as we learn new things that can be implemented, like it will be added to it. And it's not something that stops with this year. It will be continued for years to come. And I think that's just with a lot of things like around this topic, like it's just something that has to grow and change as the world grows and changes. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, very fortunate that we have a, a group that is uh, dedicated to um, these efforts in particular and in this document that have really helped to get to this point um, and excited that the group's going to continue to um, work throughout the rest of the year on, um, like you kind of said, improving the document, addressing new areas that we may have missed um, in the first release. Um, and it's important too that, you know, everybody listening and everybody uh, is aware of the changes that are going to be made. So um, we're going to be sure to, uh, you know, include any updates that are made to the document in on volunteer update emails that uh, go out bi-weekly. So um, keep an eye out for that as well as you read through this document. Just know that uh, it is going to continue to be changed. And if you you know want to be a part of helping us make the changes that are necessary, um, definitely reach out to me at communications.thon.org because um, it really it takes a whole community to start making these positive changes. Yeah, that's a really important I think moniker for for where we're at in this conversation, you know, the podcast here is it's a limited time to discuss something like this, but it is not going to be the end of this conversation. And I know that you two and everyone else that has been working on this this effort is not going to stop until we we have the organization in front of us that truly does welcome and embrace every single person that wants to be a part of it, which honestly is probably going to take a couple people in our positions from now to to get to that point. Thank you for taking the time today to, to talk about, you know, what is a challenging conversation for a lot of people. It's not easy and it's not something that I think a lot of people want to face, but I'm really thankful that there are people in the THON community that are willing to take this on and, you know, make this organization what it has done for us, for everyone else. So I think we've talked a lot about our student volunteers and that is obviously the utmost priority, but I'd also like to hear a little bit about the families that we're supporting that are actively going through through cancer and the ones that we wake up every day to, to fight for? Um, well, I think that something that a lot of people have like kind of touched upon and asked, but um, that they don't really know is that our THON families that we represent um, obviously come from Four Diamonds. And all Four Diamonds represents a lot of different families from like a lot of different demographics. Um, however, not all families opt into being a part of THON. So at the end of the day, when we see our THON families in person or on social media or the videos, that those families may be predominantly white. However, that doesn't represent all of the people that we're helping and supporting and fighting for in our fight against childhood cancer. I mean, cancer doesn't discriminate and neither do we so definitely and so much of the money that we do raise um also goes towards research which i think is is a crucial part um you know because research really is is helping people everywhere it's not just even four diamonds uh it goes beyond that and so that's a huge part of it as well um again i just want to thank you for having me on the podcast today and um to anyone listening if you do have any type of feedback on anything that we talked about today, please reach out to me at communications.thon.org. And I would love to have a conversation, um, you know, to further these efforts. So, um, but yeah, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks Katie for having me on.
Absolutely. Thank you both for all of your hard work in making Thon the organization that, you know, it deserves to be for everyone that wants to be involved. This podcast may be wrapping up now, but this conversation is not over. You know, we're going to take this offline and back online and offline again throughout the coming months and years as we really do make a difference, um, not only for our families, but our student volunteers and anyone at Penn State that wants to be involved in Thon. This organization has done a lot for us and it's amazing to see how much people are willing to give back. So thank you both for everything. Thanks so much for joining us for our second episode of Beyond 46. If there's any topics that you want to hear about in the future, please feel free to email us at podcast at thon.org. And as always, for more information, go to thon.org and follow us on all social platforms to stay up to date about everything going on at Thon for the kids.